right, well, good morning, everyone. Uh, if you haven't met me yet or if I haven't met you, my name is Caleb Nichols, and uh, I am the youth pastor here at Goss Church, and my family and I have been part of Goss and on staff here uh, for about six months or so. Um, so I just want to thank you so much for uh, your willingness to accept us into this church and to love us and care for us and to help us feel accepted. We're excited to be here, and um, we're excited for Kevin's leadership and the elders' leadership and the direction that uh, Goss Memorial Church is going. So we're excited that we get to be a part of that. And um, I'm excited to be sharing this morning. The thing we're going to be talking about today, um, I believe, is one of, the, one of the biggest issues and one of the biggest problems that we see like in a lot of North American churches, probably churches all over the country, but I know it's very, very common in North American churches. And I believe, I believe the problem or the issue is something that's really, really crippling us and how effective we are with sharing the gospel with those around us and even how effective we are with loving each other and building up the body of Christ and discipling each other and training each other. And that, that thing is this. The thing I'm talking about is this. It's, it's church people, church people that tend to act more like Pharisees than they do like born-again believers in, in Jesus. Instead of acting like people that are transformed by the Holy Spirit and by the power of Jesus, a lot of times we have church people that tend to act more like Pharisees than followers of Jesus. And I, I believe that's something we all struggle with to some degree, especially those of us who've been in the church for a while. Um, I know, I, I just confess to all of you right now, I would call myself a recovering Pharisee. You know, because I, I was raised in the church, which is a beautiful thing and an amazing thing. But it's easy when you're raised in the church and you've been around the church a long time, it's easy to kind of get big-headed and begin to think that we know it all and we're better than other people and begin to look down on the people around us and even begin to look down on the culture and forget that we're all saved by the grace of Jesus. So this morning, I'm preaching to myself as, any, as much as I'm preaching to anyone else who's listening. I'm a recovering Pharisee, and my guess is many of us are that are here this morning and that are listening online. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to look at a bunch of different interactions. I have a bunch of points we're going to go through, so we're going to move through pretty quickly for the sake of time. We're going to look at some interactions that we see between Jesus and the Pharisees and even some of Jesus' teachings about the Pharisees. And just so you know, whenever I say the word Pharisee this morning, I'm talking about the spiritual leaders in Jesus' day, the religious leaders of his day. So there were Pharisees, and there were different groups of religious leaders. When I say Pharisees, I'm kind of talking about all of them, just for the sake of time. And we have a lot of points we're going to go through, so let's get started. Uh, the first one is this. Pharisees avoid the lost, but Jesus was called a friend of sinners. Pharisees avoid the lost, but Jesus was called a friend of sinners. And we get this from Matthew 10 through 13. It says this. And as Jesus reclined at table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what it means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. So we see here in Matthew chapter 9, we see this, this story unfolding where Jesus is at someone's house and he's reclining at table. Maybe they're getting ready to eat or maybe they've already eaten. And they're just kind of hanging out. And it says that many, not a, not a couple, many tax collectors and sinners came and were hanging out with Jesus and his disciples. Okay? 
And if, if you know anything about tax collectors of the day, they were some of the most looked down upon people in the Jewish society because they kind of turned their back on the Jewish people and were stealing money from them. So Jesus is actually hanging out with these people. And the Pharisees come and they talk to his disciples and they're like, hey, why is it that your teacher, why is it that Jesus is hanging out with these people? And Jesus overhears it and he responds with, look, it's not those that are well that need a physician. It's not those that are well that need a doctor. It's those that are sick. And that's the whole reason I came. And then he talks about, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. So Pharisees avoid the lost, but Jesus was called a friend of sinners. And I think some of the ways we see this with what I'd call modern-day Pharisees or church people like us who sometimes struggle with being a little bit like a Pharisee is church people and Pharisees that they don't interact with the lost at all. Right? It's great to have Christian friends, great to have Christian community and fellowship, but when we become Christians and we grow in our faith and we've been in the church for a long time, if we get to the point where we don't have any lost friends anymore, the reality is we're really not being like Jesus. We're just insulating ourselves <clears throat> from the world around us because we no longer have interactions with them. And I believe people that do this, Christians that do this, and I've, I've been guilty of this for sure at times, what happens is we, we might say that we care about the loss, but in our actions, in our day-to-day -day actions, and in our practical relationships, we're really showing that we don't really care about the lost all that much. All right, the second one. Pharisees are more worried about reverence than praise. Pharisees are more worried about reverence than praise. And we look at Matthew 21, 14 through 16 for this. It says this. And the blind and the lame came to him, that's came to Jesus, in the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying out in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. And they said to him, do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, yes, have you never read? Out of the mouths of infants and nursing babies, you have prepared praise. So this, this, this little story we're picking up on is, is in the temple. So Jesus is in the temple, and the blind and the lame, all of these sick people that are struggling with different things are coming to Jesus, and Jesus is healing them. He's doing all these amazing things. But the, the leaders there, the spiritual leaders there, they get really frustrated with Jesus, and they say that they're indignant. And they're, they're upset about a couple different things there. Number one, they're upset that Jesus is doing these things and taking, taking the attention off them, honestly. That's one of the things they're upset about. But they're also upset, upset about what the children are saying. Because the children are saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. And I believe they're not just upset about what the children are saying, but I think they're upset with how the children are reacting. Because you've got to think, they're in the temple. They're in the holy place. Kind of like, like how we think of a sanctuary sometimes today, right? And the children are in there, and they're kind of getting out of control with praise, and they're excited, and they're yelling, Hosanna, and they're giving praise to Jesus. But the religious leaders are indignant. They're upset because the children are supposed to be quiet, and they're supposed to be reverent. So Pharisees are more worried about reverence than praise. And I think some of the ways we see that in the modern church with modern-day Pharisees is sometimes we're the first ones and we see children get excited and running around. We're the first ones to tell them to be quiet. Don't you know that you're in the sanctuary? I remember, I remember hearing that as a kid. 
We're the first ones to do that. We're the first ones to tell them to stop running. Or maybe sometimes we struggle with the way that other people worship. So maybe we grew up in a church where no one raises their hands. And we're with someone who's raising their hands and we're sitting there judging the person beside us. Because we're like, that's just, that's just not how we worship Jesus here. You know, I, think, I think that's some of the ways we see that with modern day Pharisees. We're going to keep moving here. Another one. Pharisees preach holiness, but do not practice holiness. Pharisees preach holiness, but do not practice holiness. So we see in Matthew 23, 1 through 4, it says, Then Jesus said to the crowds and his disciples, The scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat, so do and observe whatever they tell you, but not the works they do. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. So this is what Jesus is saying about the Pharisees, or about the the scribes and the Pharisees. He's saying, look, I want you to listen to what they tell you because they sit in Moses' seat, or they have the authority from Moses. So I I want you to do what they say, but I don't want you to do what they do. Because they're, because they're hypocrites. They preach holiness, and they, they give all of these things for people to do, but they do not practice holiness, and they won't even lift a finger to do the things that they're telling other people to do. And I think some of the ways we see this in the modern church is the Christians or the Pharisaical Christians that are constantly talking about other people, right? And I've definitely been guilty of this. It's very, very easy for us to listen to a sermon and apply that to someone else. Or apply that to the world around us. Or it's easy to get up and do our morning devotions and apply that to the people all around us. But we forget that God's word is written for us. And it's really, really easy if we get kind of in this mode. It's really, really easy to see the imperfections in everyone else. But it's tough to see the imperfections in other people. I I think commonly we have this with modern day Pharisees is they've been in a church for a long time and their faith has become very, very stagnant, right? They've been around and they've been faithful, but they really haven't grown and they really haven't gotten closer to Jesus, but they've gotten very good at seeing the faults and imperfections in other people. All right, next one. Pharisees are more focused on outward holiness than inward holiness. Pharisees are more focused on outward holiness than inward holiness. Matthew 23, 5, and also verses 25 and 26. Jesus is saying this. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! You clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and the plate, that the outside also may be clean. So in this instance here, Jesus is talking about how these spiritual leaders act, how these, how these Pharisees and other spiritual leaders tend to, tend to act and tend to behave. And he, and he says this, they said, he says they do their deeds to be seen by others. They want to be seen. And they make their phylacteries broad. And phylacteries were these things they would wear on their clothes, the Jewish people would. And they were like, kind of like these little boxes that had scriptures, some of the ancient scriptures in them. And what, what some of these hypocritical people would do is they would make those phylacteries big and broad so that people would see them and think they are more righteous 
because of that. And God, Jesus is saying, look, they're, they're hypocrites because they're focused on outward holiness instead of inward holiness. And I, I think some of the ways that we see that in modern day churches, maybe in churches like ours and other churches all across the country, is we're, we're very, very quick to look at the outside instead of getting to know someone's heart. So it could look like this. It could be like a lot of churches kind of have what I would call like an unwritten dress code, right? And we know when somebody walks in, if they, if they meet that dress code or not. And it might click in our mind. So if we're some of the first ones to be like, oh, this person's dressed like they should be on Sunday, but this person's not, I think that might be a clue into our hearts a little bit. Or when we look and we see like a, a pastor on stage or a worship leader, if our focus is mainly on what they're wearing and if they wore the correct clothes that fit the uniform, I think that's some of the things that we see with modern-day Pharisees are more focused on outward holiness than inward holiness. All right, next one. Pharisees are more worried about positions than people. Pharisees are more worried about positions than people. Matthew 23, 6 through 12 says this. And they love the place of honor at feasts and the best seats in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplace and being called rabbi by others. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all brothers. And call no man your father on earth, for you have one father who is in heaven. Neither be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Christ. The greatest among you shall be your servants. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. So Jesus is continuing on talking about the Pharisees. And he's saying, look... They don't, they don't only love like everyone sees them on the outside. They also love to be honored. They also love when people think of them as very important. They want the best seats in the synagogues. And I, I think we can see that again in the modern day church. If we want to be known for our position, we want to be known as the head of this council or the elder or the pastor, right? And we're, we're really, really focused on that and we're focused about what everybody thinks of us. Or even like it talks about the best seats in the synagogues. Like, if we have a seat that we normally sit in, that's great. Our family sits in, that's wonderful, that's fine. But if we show up a little bit late one day and there's someone else sitting there and we're upset with that, like, that might reveal something about our hearts. Pharisees obsess about the small things but miss the important things. Pharisees obsess about the small things but miss the important things. Matthew 23, verses 23 and 24. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. You blind guides, straining out a gnat and swallowing a camel. And we can see because of all the exclamation points here that Jesus is getting a little bit upset when he's talking about the scribes and Pharisees. And what he's saying here, he's saying, look, He's literally saying, you take your spices, you take these little tiny spices and you're so focused on these little tiny things and so focused on being absolutely perfect and saying, oh, we tithe exactly what we're supposed to tithe out of our mint and dill and cumin. But you miss the bigger things. You miss the bigger things like justice and mercy and faithfulness. And I, I think we see this with modern day Pharisees. I think we see it a lot of times with theology. Like, I, I love theology. I've done, I've done a lot of education on theology. It's fun. I love to talk about it. 
right? It's, it's a fun thing to do. But if that becomes our main focus is all these finer points of theology, all of these things that Christians tend to argue about, and if we're honest, we don't really have it figured out either, right? And if we tend to focus just on that and spend all of our time on that, but miss the weightier things, miss the more important things, I think it gives us some insight into our hearts. Pharisees obsess about the small things, but miss the important things. All right, the next one. Pharisees focus on what God did in the past, but miss what God is doing in the present. Pharisees focus on what God did in the past, but miss what God is doing in the present. This is from Mark chapter 7, verses 1 through 9. Now when the Pharisees gathered to him with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands properly, holding to the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other traditions that they observe, such as the washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches. And the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? And he said to them, Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites? As it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commands of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. And he said to them, you have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. So that's, I know that's a lot of text there, but what's, what's going on is this. Some of the religious leaders see Jesus' disciples, and they're getting ready to eat, and they didn't wash their hands. My kids do that sometimes, too, and I, I get on them for it. But they didn't wash their hands, which was according to the tradition. And they were very upset with that, and they're like, why do they not do this? And Jesus responds to them saying, look, again, you're missing the main point. You're, you're actually taking traditions and you're making them more important than the word of God. And that's, that's not okay. You're making traditions more important than the word of God. Because Pharisees tend to focus on what God did in the past, but miss what God is doing in the present. And I think we see this in in modern day churches, when a lot of our focus is just what God did from saints of the past, right? We're always focused on, oh, the church did this and the saints did this, and this is what we did 50 years ago. And, and let me say this, like it's, I think it's a great thing to celebrate the past and to celebrate how God has worked in the past. We see it all through scripture that that's done. But we don't want to live there. We don't want to make it so much of our focus that we forget what God is doing right now and we miss it. We want to focus and not miss what God is doing in the present. And by the way, these next two points are not in your outline. So if you just want to find a place to jot them down, you can throw them in there. No, no big deal. All right, the next one here. Pharisees care more about policies than people. Pharisees care more about policies than people. Luke 13, 10 through 17 now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had a dis disabling spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your disability. 
And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight, and she glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue, that's a spiritual leader there, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, there are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, you hypocrite, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? As he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the people rejoiced at the glorious things that were done by him. And we see here Jesus, just imagine the situation. He sees this poor lady who for years and years and years had struggled with this disability. Right, And Jesus had compassion on her, and he went over to her and he healed her and changed her life forever. Right, But the religious leaders completely missed it. They were so worried about the policy, so worried about, oh, you do not do this on the Sabbath, you do not do this on the Sabbath, that they missed the person. They missed this poor woman that struggled with this for, for many years. Right? But the Pharisees and religious leaders completely missed it because they were more focused on policies than people. And I think, I think we see this in the modern-day church when, when we're just so focused on following the rules to a T and perfectly that we miss the ways that we can help each other. And again, rules and policies are important. They protect us. That's wisdom, right? But we don't want to get so focused on those that we miss people. All right, next one here. Pharisees see the need for others to repent, but believe that they are truly righteous. Pharisees see the need for others to repent, but believe that they are righteous. Luke 18, 9 through 13 says this. He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. Again, that's those tax collectors that were really looked down on in that society. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, or prayed this, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give tithes of all that I get. Listen to this. But the tax collector standing far off. He doesn't even want to approach the holy place. Would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And I, I think in this, in this story that we see here that Jesus, that Jesus taught, we see the difference between a Pharisee and someone who truly understands that they need forgiveness for God. The Pharisee didn't see the need to repent, but he believed <clears throat> that they are, he believed he was righteous. But we see that tax collector, he didn't even want to approach the place, right? And he wouldn't even look up because he knew that he was a sinner that needed the forgiveness and grace and mercy of God. 
And I think modern-day Pharisees do a similar thing. We look at the people around us and the world around us, and we just constantly look down and condemn. And we're quick to point out the sins in others, but we forget that we're just sinners saved by the grace of God. And when I, when I look at some of these verses and some of these comparisons between Jesus and the Pharisees, I think, I think the obvious question that comes to mind for me, that, that's, I'm asking this to myself and I want to ask it to all of you, and that's this, if, are, are you more like Jesus or are you more like the Pharisees? If, if we had that happening right now today, if Jesus was over here on this side of the room with his disciples and the Pharisees and religious leaders were over here, Right, And we had Jesus who's being merciful and kind and reaching out to the lost. His disciples are doing that. And then we have the Pharisees over here who are just looking down and constantly passing judgment on other people. If we're being honest, like which camp would we be in? And that's something, that's a tough question for me. That's something I struggle with all the time. And I think, I think like I said earlier, we all, we all kind of have a little Pharisee in us. Right? I know, I know, and I know I do. I'm like a recovering Pharisee. I was raised in church. I knew a lot of the Bible from the young age. You know, every time somebody was teaching, it's like, oh, I've heard that verse before. I've heard that before. I, I know where he's going with this, right? And it's very, very easy to get a big head and to begin to look down on the people around us who don't need our judgment but need the grace and mercy of a Savior who saved us. And I think truly understanding the gospel really helps us with this. So I want to close with this, this last thing. It's a quote by a, na- a man named D.T. Niles. I, I love it. He says this. He says, Christianity is one beggar telling another beggar where he found bread. Christianity is one beggar telling another beggar where he found bread. So it's not these pompous, like puffed up Christians looking down on the world around us. It's us as followers of Jesus recognizing that we're just beggars. We're lost, broken, empty. We have nothing without Jesus. And we're trying to help the world around us. We're trying to help the people around us find that grace and mercy that we've found. Christianity is one beggar telling another beggar where he found bread.